So is it safe to say that while it is a political structure, a mm-hmm. governmental structure, sure. it is very much rooted in like almost societal prediction, yeah. like a sociological prediction, yes. like this yes. will happen in the progression of normal human events? Yes. What's up, everyone? Thank you so much for being with us today. This is the Deviants Welcome Podcast, brought to you by Volatile Patients. I am John, and with me, as always, my co-host, Cell. Say hi to the people, Cell. Hi, the people. Fantastic. Well, we've been talking about this particular topic for a little while, and there seems to be kind of a lull in the everyday current events. I mean, there's, there's things we could talk about, but we decided to do this one anyway. It should be fun. For those of you who don't know... Who haven't caught on yet. Cell is quite the communist. <laughs> Cell is quite the commie. I am a pinko bastard. Communism bad. It or, is. Or or it's not even so much communism bad. The mantra that you will see repeated ad nauseum by everybody in, in the like uh, Game of Thrones, it is known sort of way mm. is communism doesn't work. Okay. And, <laughs> and cognitive dissonance. For those of you who don't know, is that that feeling that you get when somebody challenges something you have known for the your entire life, something you have known and built decisions upon. Cognitive dissonance is that feeling you get, that scared, uneasy feeling that makes you snap back at people that are telling you that what you know is wrong mm-hmm. is something we see all too often these days. Yeah, Nobody, especially on social media, is willing to at in any way give any sort of leniency to any idea that is new so today i thought perhaps this new 150 year old idea right (laughs) we could come at this you know kind of kind of experimentally i kind of want to see what what this is going to drum up and see if you can challenge my ignorant american beliefs sure and and explain to me why communism good okay so why don't you start with because I'm I'm not a hundred percent clear. I know what my ignorant American upbringing has taught me. Sure, that when you are commie, uh-huh. you get you, people tell you what you have. You aren't allowed to go out and and achieve you know life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. It is life is handed to you, uh-huh. and there is no pursuit of happiness because you are just another brick in the wall. <laughs> Right. Unlike any other brick. Sure, sure, sure. So why don't you give me a quick overview of in in, because Cell likes to to go on for a while. I'm going to say in 100 words, (laughs) give me what communism is. Okay. Um, So within the context of how Marx used it, right? Um, Communism. Yes. Why do we have to start there? Are there different types of communism too um there i mean sort of yes and sort of no um there's a lot of there's a lot of people who have talked theory about communism socialism etc uh marx is just the the big dog on that front um and it's and it's the it's the starting point that all subsequent communist theorists have have used since okay so okay. marx's communism so we'll with, is communism yes okay okay and <clears throat> let's go th- let's start yes. there then yes we'll start there uh, so what Marx was talking about was like a theory of history, right? In terms of ways to analyze how society progresses, 
right? And I'm not going to go into the nuts and bolts on that, but let's just say that he was thinking of communism as, in his time, a future era, right? It is, it is the so, it's the society that exists after socialism, which exists after the contradictions within capitalism become too much to actually bear and the people rise up and overthrow capitalism. Oh, so communism itself is a, is a period, right? Like it's a, it's a social period. It is not itself. I mean, it, it, it is itself a system of government, but we're talking about a, it's a system of government the way we're talking about capitalism is a system of government, right? So is it safe to say that while it is a political structure, a mm-hmm. governmental structure, sure. It is very much rooted in like almost societal prediction, yeah. like a sociological prediction. Yes. Like this yes. will happen in the progression of normal human events. Yes. Eventually. At least, or at least it is one of the options. Okay. Right? Because okay. There, are, there are other right. options and they're not good. Of Communism course. is the good ending. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. Um, so, so in that. In, in Marx's mind. In Marx's mind. Right. Right. So in, in Marx's Commie. mind, the way he, dis- the, the way he defines communism is as a stateless classless moneyless society that has developed the means of production to the point where there is no scarcity and there is no reason to have government class etc because imagine star trek right and i know you grew up on star trek and hated it yep. <laughs> right? i enjoyed the the reboot movie uh, but but, but you know that's how about it. but you know how like they don't you know, you have the 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 that one race that's like super capitalistic, but then everybody I'm not else familiar is, okay. with any of that. Anyway, you're gonna have to get me somewhere else. Okay. <laughs> well, it, 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 it's it's basically like a future where the the things that we need are so abundant, or at least so accessible, that we don't really need to have a government even to to regulate that. Okay. Now, and we're talking every resource. From food to fuel to medical right medical supplies right medical care right, right. so we are okay. definitely talking about even if we were to have the revolution today something and and win the revolution today against capitalism we're talking about communism as that stage as not something that we would see for generations perhaps okay okay um so the the but the the in order to get there you would have to overthrow capitalism. Okay. And the group of people that Marx calls the proletariat, that is the laborers, the people who have nothing to give society but their work. Right. Their ability to work. Yeah. Takes the means of production, that is the factories, the land, the, the, um, you know, uh, car dealerships, the stores and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And collectivizes the ownership of the means of production so that we all own the means of production. Mm. And that is socialism in Marx's uh, designation. Yet another buzzword I've been taught <laughs> to be afraid of. What's that? Socialism? Socialism. Right. Absolutely. And, and, because and, there have been socialist countries that have failed. Uh, socialist, socialist countries <laughs> don't, give you, don't give me more freedom. Uh, well, sure, because and, and, because because the the distinction on that one, right? Let's start with just that, right? Like the thing that they start from as the thing that they're not giving you as far as freedom is private property, right? Right, and within a, within a communist perspective, private property is separate from personal property, 
right? Personal property is your car, your toothbrush, your, you know, uh, your house, you know, your instruments, your computers, your, your knickknacks that you own, right? Private property is the means of production. Okay. So you cannot be an individual owner of... You are not an entrepreneur. You do not own your own business. Well, to a certain extent, right? Because like... Like, um, would it be fair to say you do not generate your own means of income? Mm. No, because subsistence subsistence work is, is absolutely allowed, right? You're, 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 you're not allowed to lord your income over... Or you're, you're not allowed to lord the fact that you have a piece of property... Like if like you're not allowed to be like, I own this factory, so you do what I say, right? If you have a factory that has more than one worker in it, that shit is democratized and all of the, own, the workers own it. Okay. And the specifics of that would be, because it's we're talking about democratized, would be worked out by the workers, right? It's not something where I necessarily, as, you know commie guy who thinks communism is good says no you have to do it this way the you know the 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 on paper ideal right is the workers would figure that shit out and how they are happy to work within it and, now, it, and it's not necessarily going to be ideal for everyone right everybody's going to have different ideals ideas of what works but they do it they figure it out democratically i imagine via like maybe a union it, with yeah, a collective it's, bargaining, it's, bargaining it's, agreement exactly it's similar to like unions except that instead of like the bosses owning the factory everybody owns the factory but you use the same kind of union structure or something like it in order to figure out what is the best way to bring new people in exit people out right you know what are the rules and what are the you know how, how how is how is the wealth that this company or factory or however you want to look at it generates distributed basically like you're not allowed to push pencils and make decisions for people who are lifting the weight right 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 okay unless unless as part of the structure, everybody decides or votes for in majority for, hey, let's have a pusher, pencil pusher who figures this shit out. Right. Because that is that is part of that is an option. Right. right. Like but but at the same time within that, if there is a pencil pusher who has been elected, that person can be recalled. Right. You know what yeah, I mean? Checks and balances. <laughs> checks and right? balances. Exactly. Which you absolutely need, which we are sorely lacking <laughs> right. with with our capitalist society right now. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, that, so, so that's the on paper ideal, right? Okay. Now, that doesn't sound so bad. Obviously the reservations are what it looks like in reality. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, because I guarantee you, you're not getting, I mean, how many, how you work in a, a shop like environment, how sure. many employees do you think they have? A couple hundred, couple hundred. How, what are the, what's the likelihood that a couple hundred people are going to be able to get into a room mm-hmm. and agree on one course of action? So as to not halt the production of whatever essential thing is necessary, you know, it's like sure. if, sure, if, sure, if you're sure, talking sure. about fuel or something like that. Great. Nobody can drive anywhere because they're collective <laughs> bargaining. It happens. I, well, I know you don't sports, but it happens in sports a lot. Sure. Like, I'm sure you've probably heard about it. The sure. NHL, the uh, Major League Baseball is looking at a lockout mm-hmm. because they have unions between the players sure. and the owners. Sure. And they they're having trouble with the collective bargaining agreement. Right. So sometimes they just don't. Right. What happens if you're talking about something super essential? Right. Like 
all right, well, the electric union is like, <laughs> I'm sorry, we're going to strike here and winter is coming. Sure. Right. Sure, here sure, in, sure, sure. in mid to northern <laughs> Michigan. And right. Like, we right. got problems. Right. Um, you know, I mean, with 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 stuff like that, really, honestly, who can say? Right. Because at the end of the day, like you're not going to see that kind of thing happen until after a revolution. Right. It's just not. Go- and, and you're going to be left with what a- what exists after the revolution. Right. Right. Because like at that point, you are talking about a class war. Right. Yeah. Because because the, the, the people that own everything and want to maintain the status quo are not going to let you vote them out of power. Of course not. Ever. Of course not. Just look at what happened with Bernie Sanders and just trying to run in the primary. Right. right? He was our best shot. <laughs> he was our and he's just he's this like milk toast democratic socialist yep. who is a reformist in his in his ideology, not a revolutionary. Those are a lot right? of ten dollar words. <laughs> right. But 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 he is he's he's not like a major threat to the system. Honestly, he his his line of reasoning or his his way of doing things would be the thing that would save the system. But right. even that, they're they're so dogmatic in terms of like another ten dollar how, how much control they have. That he likes even, his ten dollar words. Even that was too much. It sounds really great when you wrap it in a bow like that, right? Sure. With the assumption that everything goes smoothly. No, but, things don't go smoothly. Well, no, no, things no, are saying, rough and ugly. <laughs> with, with the assumption that that particular, because I mean. It, it's going on in other countries, right? Sure. There are communist yeah. countries. Yeah. How well, are they doing? Um, well, China's doing a lot better than we are. Everything they're, I hear are... about China is terrible. <laughs> they have Evergrande as their problem, right? Which is a capitalist well, Aren't they also business. beating people in the street and banning Winnie the Pooh because... They have a Disney World in fucking China. <laughs> okay, but they still banned Winnie the Pooh. No, they didn't ban Winnie the Pooh. You can actually see Winnie the Pooh. Didn't um, they... Didn't they have... Didn't no, they that, ban Winnie the Pooh or something because no, somebody said the president looked like that? that? I mean, like, there there may have been, uh, and I, I, Fox don't, News lie I don't know the sources on this one 100%. I can look into it, but Winnie the Pooh is still accessible. Uh, but there may have been some pushback on people who were t- using it specifically as an insult against she. Well, right? and... and- that's and, the scary part because we're hearing all that scary stuff. Sure. Right? Sure. Uh, you know, getting beat in the streets and, um. and professional tennis players <laughs> saying that vice premiers or something are, are sexually assaulting them and all of a sudden she's gone. She's just gone. High profile tennis player. Sure. Like, and she's just gone. Poof. And then she comes back in a week and all of a sudden is real quiet. Yeah. It's, but, it's a little but scary to think about. One of the big things on, on that is um, – one, the more complex a society gets, the more like things have to be taken in order to like maintain order, right? Like um, January sixth, right? Mm-hmm. You had to have the cops show up and all these people out, and the FBI has to do investigations and all of this other stuff, right? right. You're locking people up for committing a crime, right? Right. Um, so so the thing is, is that throughout the course of just normal maintaining society, um, a lot of that stuff gets turned into this is an authoritarian lockdown, right? Because the people that are getting because locked the, down are or the people that are mad about getting the lockdown are the ones, you know, the ones doing the talking. Sure, sure. 
Right. Exactly. Of course, I'm going to be pissed when I'm in the back of the cop car because I'm the one going to jail. Right. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to be the one outside the cop car going, you shouldn't have been dealing heroin in front of my kids. You know yeah. what I mean? Opiates not great there's, in China because of the of history on that there. one. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, so um, on paper, right, like within within uh, Marx's and some of the other theorists and people who actually did the thing um, – perspective there are going to be because even when the war is over and you've won there are going to be people who are still the people that were the bourgeois class right that another the term, rich people the rich people right they're still going to be wanting to move back to the society where they that had it the power? was where they had the power <laughs> guys i want right? my power back and, and within within marx's prescription and then since then uh it is going to be materially necessary as a as a as a way to maintain the win to suppress those people okay like basic machiavelli right okay I don't get the it, reference. Okay. Um it once 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 you win power, the people who had power before are going to try and take it back and if you want to maintain Logically. power, more often than not, you're going to have to squash them. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, you have to you have to squash the ones yes. trying to take you over. Yes. And Marx calls that the dictatorship of the proletariat. Now, as a contrast, he calls our current system the dictatorship of the bourgeoisie. So Right. Because the rich people own because the rich people have the all of the power and call in all the, the shots, year. right? Right. So the difference between them is you still have people getting squashed, but it's an inversion of the power structure. Right. The people who actually do the work are the ones calling the shots. But here's the question: If we are to begin, you know, the dictatorship of the proletariat, sure. When this particular proletariat faction is raiding this particular fact when they when this one faction mm -hmm. right happens yes. to raid bezos's place <laughs> yeah what's to say the leader of that faction does Doesn't not assume all of that for himself and then sure, we sure. just keep on going well and 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 that that is absolutely a potential outcome and within a certain within a certain range of like if we if we look at it in terms of what is the means of production actually able to sustain, right? Because, like, at the end of the day, if you want a car or clothes, the cars and clothes have to be made. Of course. Right? And at the end of the day, if there is not enough of those things, then a way to allocate those resources is through capitalism. That was what its function was right. and why it was so successful, right? right? was because it was a way to allocate scarce resources based on quote-unquote merit, mm -hmm. right? Um, if you are in abundance on those things where you have more than enough for everyone, then what, like housing, like housing, like clothing, because we are currently at a point where major brands burn like a significant percentage of the things that they produce because they need to maintain brand value. Right. Because so they the can, new ones coming out every year because so they so that they can continue to charge you out the nose for that purse. That's right. They burn a shitload of purses. This is the 2021 product. Right. Right, exactly. So, so this is the we're, we are at a stage now. We're starting to get into this stage in history where the the means of production is so abundant that now you start to see those contradictions within capitalism, 
that create that conflict, right? Right. We're not going to be able to move past that conflict until the means of production had reached that level in Marx's formulation. It was going to be an ongoing thing, which means that why that's why you end up seeing that kind of thing in previous communist soci- or socialist societies, communist societies, whatever you want to call them, because the means of production hadn't met that level yet to sustain the society. It's just an thing that follows from the fact that there's not enough stuff. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, and the thing was, is that most of those societies were starting as agrarian societies. So they had to industrialize first. And I don't know if you know anything about the industrialization process in the, you know, capitalist countries, but they were fucking brutal. Right. So a certain amount of brutality from industrialization is just a thing that seems to happen. It sounds like by Marx's timeline that we are about at the the fall. And I've heard this before, that we are about at the like the top of the beginning, like the beginning of the fall. Of capitalism. Of capitalism. Yes. Because the proletariat is starting to to really start to clue in on the fact that, wait a minute, like, this isn't trickle-down economics, this is piss. Right? <laughs> right. 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 So, like, I feel like we're there, but what's the next stage directly after that? Is that immediate okay. takeover? So, so in what the, the – Marx didn't really, like, give a, a blueprint on this, right? He – uh, was like, this is going to be so off in the future that I don't know what the surrounding material conditions are going to be, so I can't even begin to make a prediction about how that's going to work. It's just the material benefit or the, the material capacity of the means of production is going to reach that point where capitalism stops working. Right. And that is when and the schism is going to happen. Argue that it's it's here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well. Uh, so so. After that, you move on to as far as like the next branch of that goes is Lenin, right? He was, you know, the guy who did the Soviet thing, right? He 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 was the 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 leader of the Soviet Union when the Soviet Union became a thing, mm-hmm. right? And he was a theorist before he became that leader. Before the revolution in Russia happened, he was writing books about it, <laughs> right? Um, and uh, you know he. The big thing on this is that um, the the entire thought process is that it is itself a science. And you have to kind of create laboratories and find out what works and what doesn't, right? And then when you find things that work, keep doing those. And when you find things that don't work, stop doing them, right? I think the big thing with communism being so looked down upon here is because we were raised that way. Sure. You know, and and change is scary yeah. for at least half the country. Oh, yeah. Right. Well, and and to be fair, there is it. it the rich control the media. So all the sure. messages you're going to get right. are communism scary. Right. Right. And yeah. And they control education. It sounds like commun- right. <laughs> Same thing. So it sounds like communism is going to still be scary. Like it absolutely will be. Sure. Because I feel like you're not getting there without blood. No. You're uh, not. You're not. You're and not. That's, you cannot. That's a scary you, thing. You cannot. Because, like, we, I, I don't want my son to have to live through that. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's scary. Now, see, here's so, the thing. Here's the thing on that. And, and this is, and this is the, 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 the big point of, of all of it, right, is, like, within the capitalist system, people die from fucked up shit all the time. 
like being killed right. by cops. Right. All kinds of fucked up shit. War for resources, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all the time. Um, the, the, the difference is, is that when capitalists are doing it, they are doing it to maintain the status quo. And when communists are doing it ostensibly on in theory on paper i'll grant you that that's all that and individual leaders can be doing power grabs and things like that but on paper they're doing it to progress society into the next stage and move into the stage where those things don't have to happen anymore it sounds really nice <laughs> but and as it, i've it, as i've said numerous times on this podcast i simply don't trust people Sure. Because people are fucking <laughs> terrible. We we are. We are destructive. We are greedy. We are selfish. Now, if we could move past that and actually create like a value system where those things matter. Right. And we could realize that, yo, if you don't have to work 80 hours a week to live and, and you know, eat. Right. Then you can do things to develop well, society as a whole. And like that would be yes. great. But nah. It ain't going to happen well, because here's the, the thing. people that already have all that and can do whatever the fuck they want sure. are leisurely buying up property on Hollywood Boulevard right. and, you know, shit right. like that. And like there. And, and that's a major factor of it, right, is that we're working 80 hours a week so that that guy can take our pro- take the profit from the work that we do right. so that they can have the luxury life, you know. Uh, let's say after the revolution, after everything is all figured out in terms of like working out the workplace or whatever, after the revolution, yeah, after the revolution, after everybody has like kind of like figured out how they want their workplaces to be run, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. At that point, you don't have to mass produce the thing for the profit. You just have to mass produce the thing to make sure it's there enough for everybody else. I feel like ideally, (laughs) right. We could get somewhere without bloodshed. I don't know how that's going to work. I don't feel like it could. But but for the sake of argument, right. I mean, what I don't think it necessarily has to go straight to something like that. But um there was an NFL player that plays for the Detroit Lions actually. Uh-huh. Uh his name is uh Tyrell Crosby. Uh-huh. He came out publicly and asked an interesting question. Yeah. He's like as an NFL player, I am legally not allowed to bet on NFL games. Uh-huh. Right? There was a baseball player who did it. Mm-hmm. He's not allowed in the Hall of Fame, even okay. though he was one of the best players ever. Sure. Because he was betting on the games. That's that's not okay. Sure. Right? That's very obviously not okay. Right. Why are politicians allowed to buy stocks? Um, that's a good question. Uh, well, the way that some douchebag put it recently was they have to have a property in their own place and they have to have a property in Washington. So they need to have a way to make money, even though they get paid $200,000 a year as a congressperson, but exactly right. Um, They make more than I do (laughs) by far. Right. Um, but, but the, the whole, the whole argument that they would make is that they need some kind of incentive to do it. And that's it. Like, as if like, 200k a year and the power That's to so write painful. law so painful isn't enough of a legislation so painful enough, uh incentive in its in and of itself i yeah i mean <laughs> it's that's an interesting question and you you think about it and you're like hmm like and i i heard that there was some sort of legislation i can't uh i can't quote it hard because i didn't really read past the headline i was real busy this week but i read that there was some sort of something being put in there that you have to like or or some sort of legislation being put forth mm-hmm. that you know if you are 
a politician, if you are making laws, if you are in charge of this stuff, yeah, you have to put your funds in a blind trust, yeah, and you don't get control that's, over what happens, so you can't, you know, I don't know, sell all of your stocks before the coronavirus hits and tanks the fucking market so that you can save your profits. But let's be real here; they're the ones making the laws, so all the, I mean, we're just gonna get a bunch of bullshit and. Oh, sorry. We'll try again next time. Weird thing is, is I'm pretty sure that's already in the Constitution. It was like the whole thing that they were making a fuss about with Trump is the emoluments clause. <laughs> okay. That that you're not allowed to fucking like own your shit and then run the, everything. Well, yeah, because it because, happened. The two because... senators or whatever pulled out or, or sold a bunch of stocks yeah. right before the, the market tanked. Of course. Because of COVID. Mm-hmm. I think it was like days before even it's scary to think about getting there because right, it's going to be violent. It's going to be. It's not going to be pretty. And, it, right. and chances are, we're not, we're definitely not going to survive we're, it. We'll never. We're see too it. old to fight. Well, well we'd never. Like, we'd never see it. Even even if you got the, the revolution yeah. to happen and you got the the and, and you know the socialist side of the or the communist side of the revolution wins. Even if all of that happens, we would never see it because the communists period is like after everybody becomes socialist right right because like after after the the socialist phase of of society's progression happens you can't have communism until everybody's on board with the socialism side and that's not going to happen not in not within our lifetimes no way <laughs> not within our lifetimes. there's no way because there's too much socialism is bad too right you want to have all your stuff you want to <laughs> you want to not have your own house you want to not be able to drive your but own car. But you would car still have a... your own house and your own car. That's right. the thing is like the socialism thing is still, um, uh, you know, uh, fucking still has that division between private and personal property. Right. Right. The, the difference was, was that like, like, let's say in the USSR, right. Rent for housing was capped because again we're talking about limited housing blah 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 still got to pay for everything right right you still have to you still have to make everything work and within that phase of society money is still a thing that's going to exist and still be part of the transactional process of making it work right but within the USSR rent was capped at 5% of the person's income wow that would be nice <laughs> <laughs> But then again, you know, in in Soviet Russia, rent pays you, right? So like, that's the joke, of course. <laughs> but there's there's a little bit of that that scary that comes back because sure. I'm allowed to say, you know, I, I'm allowed to say fuck Joe Biden, sure, because I'm not afraid and covered up with Let's Go Brandon. <laughs> um, say what you mean. Uh, that'd be great. But I'm allowed to say that on my podcast, and. I mean, presumably, nobody's kicking down my door. Sure. Right? Right. If they are, you heard it here first. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But that's scary to think about because, you know, if you mouth off, what is it? Isn't it the one they always say is Cuba or something like that? Like, how's that working in Cuba when they talk about socialism? Oh, I think it's all things considered, considering the fact that they have like a trade embargo on them from the United States that keeps everybody that's like not communist countries from being able to trade with them. Um, they're actually doing pretty good. Okay. <laughs> they have like 15 vaccines against COVID. Okay. Right. They have, they have, they have some of the best medical that, that you can get from this, you know, some of the best medical in the world. And they're this tiny resource starved, 
Island. Hmm. Interesting. Well, I guess we'd have to <laughs> to look at the stats on that. Yeah, but and 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 I, mean, and I encourage you to do so, right? Of course. Because like these things are never going as bad as the, the 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 capitalist media would have you believe they're going. Remember what we always <laughs> tell you: get do a source from here, get a source from there, get a source from outside the country. Right. Right. And then, then maybe start to formulate your own opinion. Right. Your own opinion. Yes. Based on the information you have searched. Right. Not somebody else telling you. Right. Not listening to Fox News tell you that socialism is bad. Not listening to CNN tell you that socialism is bad. Not listening to me telling you that it's better than capitalism. Exactly. Not listening to us tell you that it's better. Because, like, at the end of the day, if you're going to be an independent thinker, be an independent thinker. Right. Right. Um, And then come to your own conclusions. And then figure it out from there, right? Um, like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the socialist societies that exist are perfect. They're not. It's still the material world, the the, the, the conflicts and, and tr- struggles of the real world happen there. Human beings are awful and will <laughs> fuck up every system because we're greedy. Right. So somebody is always going to try and right. manipulate the system right. so that they can For be their on own top. benefit. Right. It's always going to happen. But the idea under the idea with socialism and the dictatorship of the proletariat is that the people pay attention and catch that shit happening. And actually do something about it and have mm. the power to do something about it. Because well, that's the big thing right now is we, ha- we have corruption happening out in front of everybody every day. Every day. Right now. And none of us have the power to do anything about it. Nope. So I guess the question is how do we <laughs> fix that? We won't be able to because we're too old. We're going to die. <laughs> we're going to die before it happens. I guess maybe we can start with hosting podcasts like this where I don't necessarily – I'm not – I'm not gung-ho communism. Sure. Right. Sure. But at this point, I am a little less ignorant American about the subject. You're a little less (laughs) anti-communist. Well, I'm not even necessarily going to go with that because to me, there are a lot of holes in that that would need to be filled. And and again, I have zero faith in people. So somebody (laughs) is going to manipulate the communist system too. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Well, they'll they'll manipulate the socialist system. And that's the thing is that this is something that that is something that Marx does say happens Right. Is that within socialism, the contradictions become heightened, the struggles, the conflicts become heightened because there's how is this supposed to be if we're building towards the communist society and then what is actually happening and the actually happening during that phase is going to be the things that you're scared of. Right. Now, the thing is, is you're scared of those things, but all of those things happen right now in the maintenance of of keeping the scary things happening all the time within a socialist society on paper, at least. And if the people have the power to do anything about it in reality, when they're paying attention, they're moving towards trying to do away with those things and making it so that they're no longer necessary. And then not only are they no longer necessary, but then the motives for why they even do happen are so are lost because things have just gotten so good that you don't have to do it that way anymore. It's almost as though communism happens by default, by the process of of the human, struggle of humans being humans, right? And then eventually we get there. So, like, communism could be the goal, but yeah. it's not something that you can like. The people that are afraid of communism kind of make it sound like, oh, you're trying to to bring communism here. I'm like, 
is it fair to say that we don't bring communism? We, communism no, no. is something that we, just becomes of us progressing. We bring at most the dictatorship of the proletariat. Right. And, and then, then the other steps just have to happen. And then start building towards socialism, which Marx defines as like a universalized worker ownership of the means of production. So is it fair to say that communism is less a choice in government, uh, a choice in system of government and far more just a prediction of what we will inevitably become um, unless com unless climate change destroys uh, us entirely un first. Unless climate change destroys us first or unless fascism gets there first. Right. Right, because there are so other... So communism but, or fascism. But yeah, base, uh, I think it was... The, the quote was uh, um, socialism or barbarism is a famous quote on that front. Okay. Uh, I think it was Emma Goldman. I could be getting the name wrong. Um, but she was a German communist during uh, uh, the, the, the Weimar Republic, and then she was killed by the Freikorp. So, yeah, to summarize, I feel like it would be fair to say then, and feel free to check me, that if you're afraid that communism is being brought upon you by people who care about other people, like, that's not, that's not really possible because it's not something you can just choose to be so to speak like you you can choose to move in that direction and that's, but you can't choose to be communist right not 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 like at, like, a, at the flip of a switch no like fair to say that when you say you are communist yes. it is you believe that is the only system that can work sustainably once you actually get there and everybody then i mean because you can't be communist unless everybody is communist <laughs> right 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 but in that way like identifying yourself as a communist as, is more as, just like this is the only way this is going to actually work i mean not necessarily survive. the only way that it's going to work but as a, a, a project that is worth building towards you are communist over fascist <laughs> right <laughs> is that what that exactly is? exactly because the because what what marx does predict as far as the inevitability of things is that the contradictions in capital will get so bad that capitalism cannot continue and it will break right and then the outcomes that we know of of what that break looks like currently in terms of our history on that is fascism or a socialist revolution. Right. That's that's what we know about. Or or descent into small a anarchy. <laughs> Just as disti distinguishing that from the political theory of anarchism, which is basically communism, but anyway, skipping. <laughs> Sorry. It's sometimes there's, it's there's, there's just a lot of information there that know. we know nothing about if I we're know. raised with standard American education. I, I know. Right. There's so much there. <laughs> and and you are the the biggest political nerd that I know. And it's very, 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 very educational listening to sell rants from time to time. However, <laughs> keeping you on one solid track sure, sure. is a Herculean <laughs> task, right, bro. Right. There's like, so much. When tangent. I decided to host this podcast, I should have known better because I've been doing this for 20 fucking years <laughs> and I chose to say yes. <laughs> I did this to myself anyway. But, but yeah, like as far as what we know, we have, we have total collapse of society, fascism or, uh, or socialist revolution. Those are our options. Right. And I don't know, it, I, like, in order to be a person that says you'd rather have fascism, 
I think you should die in a fire. I think that's a lot scarier than socialism. That's a lot scarier. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. Like, and, and, and that's just where it stands. Like those are our options. When capitalism breaks, our options are fascism, socialism, or total systemic collapse. And that's where we're at. Yikes. And out of the, out of those three options, I don't care how scary socialism or communism or anything like that sounds to you. That's the least scary out of those three options. When you put it like that, it's, it's, it's hard to disagree without a ton more background knowledge. Maybe we'll bring this one back up. Who knows? Well, thank you so much for being with us today. This has been Deviants Welcome. You can check out more episodes and get access to the latest everything on the website, volatilepatients.com. There you can sign up to the email list and tell us what kind of things you'd like to hear. And also for signing up on our email list right now, you can get our brand new single, My World Now, before it releases on March 1st, along with a whole bunch of extra goodies to go along with it. Check out the sock meds if that's your thing. Facebook.com slash music. On Twitter at V-O-L-A-T-Y-L-P-A-T-I-E-N-C-E. Spelled weird because Twitter did not give us enough characters. Thank you, Twitter. And spelled normally on Instagram at volatile underscore patience because Instagram did give us enough characters. Thank you, Instagram. You can check out our Deviance Welcome YouTube channel at Deviance Welcome or the Volatile Patience YouTube channel for our music-related and other content-related stuff at Volatile Patience. Check out the Deviance Welcome Facebook group where you can continue the discussion with us. And come discuss with us. And come discuss with us. All the stuff that John won't let me put in the podcast, I will slam your ass with in the group. Wow. (laughs) Remember to give us a review on Apple. And based on the bit that I learned today, it seems like communist is not something that we can kind of choose. It is something that's going to be chosen for us if we are going to... It's something that's going to be chosen for us based on circumstances. It's not just, oh, the commies are coming. It's like, (laughs) well, no, society is kind of taking us there. And with that, we'll see you next week. Say bye to the people, Sal. Bye to the people.